everybody. Thanks for listening today. Um, today is episode 10. Um, I've done, obviously, nine episodes and no women at all. And so today I wanted to get a woman to do help me with a podcast episode for number 10. Due to everything going on in the world, we were able to have a conversation about uh, the coronavirus and how it affects church and, and get to know a little bit more about it. Uh, but I had uh, two women today. So uh, my wife, uh, Christina, and the guest, Jennifer Midget. Um, if you would, just enjoy this episode and, and, and share it with those people who are in fear about what's going on. Um, that way we can maybe help people not be in fear. So uh, without any further ado, enjoy the episode. You're listening to the Under the Cloud podcast. Lord, we love you. We thank you for this day, this opportunity to come together to talk about your word, your kingdom, and the things that are going on today. Lord, we thank you that you allowed us to have this oppor- this platform to, to even have our conversations to be transmitted all over the world. We ask, Lord, that you keep us in line with what your thoughts and your mind and your heart is through yeah. this time so that we're not talking about us, but we're talking about what you want. Uh, for us to do as a church, as a kingdom. All these things we ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Okay, so today, episode number 10, I have been wanting to have a female voice, so I have not had one yet, and I'm afraid females will turn me out eventually. So I tag teamed today. I got myself up against my wife, Christina, uh, who I want on here uh, more than once. Uh, and then today we have, uh, we reached, I reached out this week because of all this stuff going on to, in the world right now. If you're listening to this in 2025, you'll be able to remember this, what's going on. Um, and right now, it's March 20th of 2020, and we're dealing with the uh, COVID-19 or coronavirus right now. Everything's been shut down. So I reached out to uh, a lady in our town who I've known for a long time and who is a, uh, works in the medical field, full of God. And I said, hey, listen, we've been wanting to do one anyway. So I said, how about we do this? And she responded with sure. And I'm like, yes, we're going to do it. So <laughs> we're going to do the episode with uh, Jennifer Midget. So Jennifer, introduce yourself, if you don't mind. Hi, um, my name is Jennifer Midget. I am a nationally board certified family nurse practitioner. And I own uh, Premier Pediatrics in Derrida, Louisiana. Okay. that's a, And and so for you guys knowing, uh, full disclosure, she's the one we bring our kids to if there's a problem. <laughs> so and she's, we, we not only trust her, uh, opinion, but we trust her with our children too. So uh, that's and so I don't want to take too long. I know you're at lunch right now, so thanks for meeting with us. Yeah, no problem. Um, so COVID nineteen is what mm-hmm. they're calling it now. Eventually, originally they were calling it uh, the coronavirus, and I guess mm-hmm. that's just kind of a nomenclature. But the actual name is now COVID nineteen. Yeah, coronavirus ID nineteen, as in it was discovered in the year two thousand nineteen. Okay, and there's this isn't the first coronavirus. There's been oh no, the actual family of coronaviruses, millions of viruses, and um, five of the common colds that go around every single year are a coronavirus. Really, strand. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's funny. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's just there's this fear, you know. That's that's what we're talking about. Yeah, yeah. But if um, so, what I really wanted to do was to ask the question from a biblical medical perspective sure okay and a lot of people will look at that as a kind of an oxymoron because you're putting you know like but mm-hmm. um i i know you well enough I mean, just real quick how we met we met in uh at the agape clinic yeah uh five six years ago yeah. maybe yeah. and you were working as a nurse and i was working as a chaplain we'd go mm-hmm. in and we would meet and it was a clinic they had here in Derrida. This was before 
the uh, uh, affordable health care and all that stuff, and right. I, which I think kind of did away with it. Pretty much, yeah. And it was people who had jobs but couldn't afford medical attention or insurance <laughs> could go in there and, and receive minor medical help. Right. Um, and and so I, that's how we met. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and then, of course, you met my wife through your practice. Mm-hmm. And then she was talking one day about you, and I didn't know your name, you know, from, you know, your last name. Was, and then we ran into each other somewhere, and I'm like, yeah, I know her. And, and so um, and so then, so anyway, so just kind of an idea of how, how this all came about. Mm-hmm. And uh, so how important is this? Is this something that we need to be overly concerned about, like, like you mentioned before we started, like the bubonic plague? Is this Because it's the way it's being treated in the media. Yeah. Is this the plague, or we, or in again, in your opinion, and what you know of it? In my humble opinion, <laughs> I'm not an epidemiologist, which is somebody who studies the diseases, you know, especially new diseases. But um, I am a believer, and I have prayed about this significantly. And um, um, as usual, science and God line up um, in this case. And when I prayed about it, Holy Spirit said, the actual virus that's being spread here is fear. It's not coronavirus. And um, it is way more contagious and spreading at a way more rapid rate than this virus ever could. Um, And so scientifically, what we're finding is, is sort of the same thing. It's a novel strain. Novel means new. So why is that significant? That's significant because our immune systems are are made to work based on exposure so if i've never seen it i can't build antibodies to it so a new strain will cause um an increased amount of actual infections because you know immune systems haven't seen it before so um in theory everybody who comes across this new strain will be infected because they don't have the antibodies for it yet in theory um now we do have enough coronaviruses that go around normally that we do have enough viral antibodies that are similar enough that uh, you may get it infected, but you can have, you can be asymptomatic, but pretty much the virus doesn't even get to replicate to the point where it would cause symptoms in you because you have enough of a similar antibody that will kind of almost fight it off. Um, so for the last until since we've had a global economy a global world where you can fly from china to new york in 12 hours the the epidemiologists have been afraid of preparing for there's a netflix show about it right now called pandemic the next big virus that's going to mutate and kill us all turns into zombies yeah um (laughs) now um biblically you know, in Revelations, it discusses diseases that will wipe out a third of the population at a time. Yeah. It talks about that. So, um, but it's not rational to ever think that one virus will kill everybody. Um, but so that's that's the threat is that, that it's new. Okay, and this is what everybody's worried about. To give you some perspective, um, as of right now, in Louisiana. This, um, we have 479 reported cases and 10 deaths. Okay. Out in, a, in an echo chamber, that sounds like a lot. Yeah, yeah. Right? Oh, God, 10 people have already died, and there's, you know, 450 cases, and we're watching that number kind of spike. What we feel like is relatively fast. Let me give you some perspective. Um, in 2009, there was a new strain of flu called H1N1. Mm -hmm. That H1N1 flu in 2009, that one season, 2009-2010, infected 48 million people in this country, um, caused 274, 304 hospitalizations, 12,469 deaths. 12,000. 12,000 deaths in 2009 alone that 2009-2010 season so from november to like march right um and additionally 151,000 people 151 to 575 are our estimates up to half a million people worldwide 
died from that new novel strain of flu. A half a million. Half a million. So the population of Lake Charles was wiped out. In 2009. But it was so spread out that you don't feel it. It all wasn't spot. spread out. It all happened in a matter of a couple of months. No, no, no. I'm saying like all over the world. Oh, yes. You don't well, feel it. I mean, but even in the United States, there were 12,000 people that died. Yeah, yeah. that's a lot. 274,000 hospitalizations, over a million cases. So, but what was the difference then? We just washed our hands. That's what they said. Wash your hands. <laughs> the difference then was it was a different economic climate. It was a different political climate. It oh, was yeah. a different social media climate. Oh, yeah. And yeah. in 2009, everybody just went along saying, it's all going to be okay, and we're going to be okay, and we'll wash your hands. The stock market didn't crash. Nobody was quarantined. Mm -hmm. um, none of the ripple effect that's been happening has happened. None mm -hmm. of it. Yeah. And nobody's outraged about it. And in 2010 and 2011 flu season, just as many people gave resistance about taking flu shots. You know? Yeah. <laughs> that's I mean, funny. Right? So, now this isn't an argument about vaccinations or not, but it just, it, it goes to show that the main thing that this virus is, is um, being played up by media and all these things, social media, Facebook, People will take half-truths of a story and post them, and they'll, because it sounds bad and it's reaffirming a fear, it'll get blasted out and sent out everywhere. When I prayed about this, God said, this is what God said. He said, he's shaking everything that can be shaken. Yeah. He said, don't fear, though. Yeah, that's the thing. He said, the real disease here is fear. I like that. That's good. And that we have received an unshakable kingdom. Amen. Yeah, absolutely. And he said he's going to continue the shaking. Um, we are not in the very, very last days, but we are in the beginning of the last days. And the shakings will continue. The rumbles will continue. The rumors of wars will continue. Um, because, um, because he's about to do what he wants to do in the earth. So one of the reasons why coronavirus is coming out so bad is because um, one of the people that I like to follow on Facebook, <laughs> Robbie Dawkins calls him Little Lucy, is, a, is what he calls Satan. Little Lucy <laughs> knows that revival's about to hit the country. Yeah. And so if revival's coming and you know you can't stop it, because once heaven has said, it, it's unstoppable. He knows that. And heaven has said, revival's coming. And so he knows all he can do is distract us or get us off course or, or change our minds. But he can't stop heaven from doing what heaven said yeah. it's going to do. So if I know revival's coming, what am I going to do? Trust I'm going <laughs> to get everybody to cover their mouths. Yeah. I'm going to get everybody to be afraid of gathering together and in, in, in more than 10 people in a place. Mm -hmm. And um, I'm going to make them feel like if they get together and give God any opportunity to do anything, that they're going to die. Yeah. So this is this Isolate is the truth. Them. Yeah, it's isolation. This is the truth. Revival's coming. And um whether you want to give this a political bent or or whatever, spiritually, whether the root of all of this is that massive revival's coming to America. We're not talking about I don't even like to call it revival because the revivals of the la of the past are not even gonna come close to no. what this thing is. This is he told me one time, he said, this isn't, this isn't revival. Revival is like a wave. He said, this is an invasion. This is heaven invading the earth. This is me coming to take back what's mine. So this is way more than just like a wave here or somebody's church got a move going over there or, you know, um, salvation here, or, you know, and then in a couple months, it's all just going to go away. Yeah. Or in a year, it's all that's going to go away. This is, this is the beginning of God. Restoring the bride to her original condition. Um, actually better than in the beginning. In the beginning, you know, the, the first century church with house churches and she was on fire. And, and she, like, walked in signs and wonders and miracles and all these things. Um, what he's calling the end time bride to is even better than that. It's even better than that. And we're in the beginning of this thing. And so he is saying... Um, what he told me was he's using this shaking to reveal to a lot of people who even think that they're like after God, who really think that they're like in this okay place. Because if you if you're allowing fear in your heart, you have to check where you're at. 
Like you really haven't surrendered like you think you have. You really need a deeper knowledge of who your God is. You really need a deeper understanding of how much he loves you because perfect love casts out fear. Mm -hmm. This isn't a condemnation thing, but he's just using this all to give us all a reality check, to give us a little bit of a mirror to look at and say, you know, are you really where you say you are? And he's using this because the shaking is going to make people cry out. And so even pastors and preachers that think that they're just so solid, they're going to know when they hit their head of their pillow at night that they're terrified. And they're going to go, where's this God I believe in? Mm-hmm. You know, and they're going to start crying out. And revival, revival's coming. I read somewhere that a lot of um, pastors of churches were already, um, I guess, calling up their overseers or whatever and saying, I can't handle this I can't be a pastor right now yeah and giving up their churches yeah because they they've let the fear come in yeah and overrun them yeah well and I'm not we're not here to criticize oh. or judge or, or be in you know anything but um and I'm not saying anything because I'm not a pastor you know yeah. but it God is just showing and, and he's not saying give up your churches he would rather you give up fear than give up yeah. your church <laughs> yeah. he'd rather just repent for fear and just pray for an encounter and just seek after him let him come in and love on you until you can get in a place where you just are solid um, he'd rather that but if you're not if you'd rather give up your church than give up fear then move out of the way and let somebody else right so Paul, Paul writes to a young minister Mm-hmm. And Timothy mm-hmm. and says that God doesn't give you a spirit of fear but a power of love and a sound mouth. Right. And I think it's important for um, one of the things that that in my, in my time kind of sliding in the word of faith, you know, mm-hmm. at the, in the way that I did, I've kind of pulled back some of the things that they teach, some of the big people anyway. Yeah. Um, one of the things that I really grabbed a hold of and I really believe and still hold true to is that fear is an absolute one of the greatest weapons that he the devil has or a little Lucy or whatever uh, <laughs> I like that it's cool uh, and and so last night we were uh, at Bible study at church or prayer meeting and we had a little Bible study afterwards and I was actually leading it and it was about peace mm-hmm. and, and talking about how with peace you have authority mm-hmm. you know because what's he going to do to you you know because mm-hmm. you're you know and so beforehand I was preparing somewhat and I got to thinking about the the opposite of fear we always say it's faith, you know, but really it, it, it is, but it's also the opposite of fear is also trust. Mm-hmm. It's also peace. Mm-hmm. It's also joy yeah. and all the things that fear remove from us. And right. so to me, that's, that's when, when, when I see that, but one of the things that I was, um, um, I, I, I often wondered, yes, we're not, this isn't a political podcast. This is yeah. a uh, church based but we're in the United States and yeah. this is the system that God's given us right. um, I don't think that it would be as bad if it was 2019 or 2021 I think right. we're in the middle of an election year we're in an year. election year yeah. uh, I think that unfortunately I'm, again making I'm, I'm not trying to say who to vote for uh, I think that the one side that controls everything sees the almost an impossible chance of, of winning so they're doing whatever they can yeah and like you said, they're just spreading fear. Right. Um, and if you go back to stock market 1929, it was fear. Right. And they all went. And I read this the other day. The stock market dropped like 40 points that day, mm-hmm. and it crashed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Over two days, it dropped 100 points, mm-hmm. and it crashed. Just mm-hmm. to, and like, and it dropped last week. It dropped 2,500 points in one day. In one day. And uh, and it still wasn't the percentage. Is what you have to worry about. Not right. you have to focus on percentage, not right. the numbers. Right. Um, you know, and then you, you have the, the medical fear, uh, you have the, the stability of the nation fear you have, uh, you know, when you see, I mean, I don't know how the toilet paper thing started and I don't know what happened, (laughs) but I caught myself and I still, I mean, I got five kids, you know, you've dealt with all five of my kids. I, I got, you know, seven people in my home. And it doesn't take long to to run out of toilet paper. Sure. And then they say, "Hey, by the way, no more school." Right. And so I'm like, "Okay, I went and bought toilet paper." Christina yeah, laugh at me. And I bought, and we still have some of it. But no, I went no, and we it. haven't even gotten to the stuff that. you Well, bought. that's fine. See, because yeah. we, we don't know how because we don't know how long it's going to take. You know, slow and fishes with toilet paper. <laughs> hey, we had a conversation. <laughs> do not waste it. Do not. Yeah. You know, this like, is a three square conversation yeah. time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
but you know so um but it, i mean there's one thing to be prepared and there's another thing to be in fear yeah right um obviously i'm not going to just walk into walmart in a few right. minutes and high five everybody in there i'm right. not going to be you know it is it, in the event that you wake, wake up in the middle of the night and you walk in your living room and there's a a timber rattler in your floor you know God, I, bl- I do believe there's everything in me that God can give you the boldness yeah. to open your door and get it out of your house. Yeah, whether sure. you kick it or shoe it or whatever, that God can give you the bold. Now, don't go in the woods and find one and play with exactly. it. You know, so uh, don't don't test God. Uh, yeah, the, exactly. The word's clear about that. And so uh, that that to me is the question in the balance. Okay, yeah. so obviously you, at the beginning you said before we started recording, right. you said that. It's COVID nineteen because it's it's the virus coronavirus mm-hmm. identified in two thousand nineteen. Right. Okay. So there was an eighteen, possibly, maybe. Maybe. But then you said that some of the viruses that we see on a regular basis or something. Oh how, yeah. How Five of the common colds are coronavirus. Five of the common Five. colds are a type of coronavirus. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's just some of the ones that we will reg- regularly test for when we when we're doing viral cultures to see what's going on with you. Um. Is but there's there's literally hundreds of thousands so it's not the 19th it's just the 19 years it's, yeah it's just a new one it's just yeah. one we haven't seen before that came out in 2019 that yeah, came yeah. out in 2019 or was discovered but and even right. think about that we're already in um march you know so Almost if this April. came out in 2019 then it's been amongst us for a while now right november december is when they started finding it in china and what we can figure out happened was there was too close of quarters between animals and people and coronavirus is one of the rare viruses that can infect animals and people. And so what happens anytime, this is sort of kind of what happened with Ebola. Um, anytime a virus jumps from an animal to a person or from a person to an animal, there's some, some ze- severe mutations that go on in between there. So if it goes from a person to an animal, it mutates a lot. And then by the time it goes back to being something that people can catch again, from that animal it's mutated again so it mutated enough that our immune systems have just never seen it you know and so then um but um you know there was some living conditions behind that and or some you know there's some debate about spiritually whether there was some stuff going on there that kind of allowed a door to open up Mm -hmm. you know with this thing or or is that china is so willing to kill their old people that they created disease that kills old people that is not (laughs) off the limits either you know really so Um, why is it again it's the fact that you you gave us numbers people are dying from this sure um and i read early on uh who knows what if it was credible um that the average age of death is in the 70s yeah so it's mostly the highest risk factor are patients above 60 and underlying disease conditions so like heart disease lung disease those kind of things like copd copd um smokers cancers immune suppressants like things so it's a lung more than everybody every patient who has died has died from pneumonia every patient so is every flu a lung issue not always, but most of the time. Most of the time. And it starts out with um, a pneumonia, which turns into respiratory distress, which turns into multi-organ dysfunction. So um, when your lungs fail, your heart can't keep up. And when your heart and your lungs fail, like all of your organ systems just start yeah. to shut down, and that's how you die. Those are big, fancy ways of uh, science has like broken down the, the steps, the death spiral into individual little pieces. And that's what that is. So my lungs fail first, and then all my other organs start to fail behind it. Um, so um, everybody who's died has died from pneumonia. Um, but so let's talk about, you know, common sense. Where do we go from here? Like, what's what's the truth? What's where where are we at? There's no reason to treat this thing any differently than we treat any other flu in any other flu season. Wash your hands common sense stuff you don't need to go to walmart with uh um with a respirator and (laughs) you know gowns and gloves and eye protection um it spreads the same way every other virus spreads which is that you have to have droplet interaction so sneezing coughing that kind of thing has to hit an eye nose mouth some kind of respiratory can you get it from a buggy (laughs) <laughs> um, we don't know right now yet how long, how long it, lasts, it can yeah. survive outside the human body. 
some viruses live longer than others. But let's say you just but wipe this it is, down. Yeah, if you wipe it down, no, absolutely not. This is not measles. Measles is airborne. So if somebody comes in my clinic with measles, I have to shut the clinic down because for the next four hours, anybody who breathes that air has the potential of contracting that virus. Really? Yes. Um, this is not that. This is as contagious. That's worse, right? <laughs> oh, way worse. Way, way, way worse. That's one, it's one of the reasons why measles is one of the most infectious diseases known to man. Uh, yeah. um, and that's why people freak out about measles. If you hear about measles, yes. they're like, yeah. No, right. And see, everybody's giving this virus that same level of um, of <laughs> contagiousness. And yeah. it's just, it's, it's not. not. It's yeah. as contagious as any other cold. So if you're running fever, if you're coughing and sneezing, and I'm in your vicinity within like six feet of you for an extended amount of time, hour to six, then there's a potential of, of, of passing this thing on. If I pass somebody in Walmart who has 104 fever and they're six feet away from me, I'm not going to catch this thing. Unless they yeah. sneeze all over you. Yeah, I mean, but they've got <laughs> to sneeze in your face. But you know how this, your mom, you know how these cold things go. Mm-hmm. Um, just because you're even in the same house with somebody doesn't mean that you're going right. to catch it, you know. Um, you can just put kids in different rooms and keep them from passing colds from each other. There's nothing that says that it's any more contagious than that. So this absolute panic, quarantining everybody, I really feel like the quarantines were a preemptive strike overreaction purposely to try to keep body counts low, to try to keep the spread low. So that because I think that the people that are in charge know it's an election year and they can kind of see already the conversation that's going to come in November about, oh, well, you should have this and you should have that and if you would have this and if you would have that. So everybody's just taking absolute maximum precautions yeah, over, over reaction, so that yeah. nobody can say that you didn't do everything you could have done. But so when you look at, I, I read, um, I didn't read it. I'm, I'll correct myself. I was watching someone on Fox News. Yeah. Fox News is not infallible. They are incorrect a lot. Oh, yeah, sure. <laughs> uh, however, I trust them more than others. Uh, sure. But they said the other night that, um, I think it was Wednesday night, because I didn't get back in time to go to church, so I turned TV on. And, uh, and he said that they had 100, the one, Wednesday the 100th person died in the United States from this. Right. This was Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Today's Friday. But it also said that they're losing over 200 people per day in Spain. Mm-hmm. And that Italy's having crazy numbers. Apparently, yes. Iran is getting just mutilated right yes. now. There's hundreds and hundreds of people dying every day in Iran and, yes. and so on. So the idea of saying, "Hey, listen, we're just going to shut down all travel," yeah, is is the same thing to, as you just said, where you put one child in one room and another child in another exactly. room. Exactly. And and it, it was kind of funny because they, you know, the president came out and said, "Hey, we're going to do a travel ban in Europe," you know, starting Friday. You right. Know, last week he said that. And uh, which is to me silly because it's like saying starting Friday we're going to travel ban so hurry up and do your traveling you know like <laughs> right. if you really want to spread something that's oh, oh I got to hurry yeah, you know right. um, but and it was looked at as like why would you do that you know yeah. that was crazy yeah. but then now they're but all then like, the NCAA tournament shut down right. the NBA right. the NHL which is my big one right. and then baseball got pushed back till now yeah. May. Yeah. <laughs> Are you yeah. kidding? Now I have to wait till May to watch baseball, and then NASCAR even did it. Yeah. I'm like, them fans, you know, because it's of the domino effect. I get it though, in the sense of if it is a real pandemic, if it is a real measles, mumps kind of yeah. issue, then that makes sense. That precaution is it makes sense, and because it, you said it's still kind of new and mm-hmm. we don't really understand the the severity of, of the completeness of how it works mm-hmm. and unfortunately by the time we figure that out it'll be something else we're dealing with yeah and so i can kind of understand the knee-jerk reaction of the government mm-hmm. of schools saying hey we're done uh you know there's there's people in florida who are absolutely ignoring it and going swimming and there's a, the part of me that says that's funny, you know, if mm-hmm. you know, do your thing, but mm-hmm. uh, it's also irresponsible somewhat. However, um, I think there's a big difference between the school board, the major league baseball, the government, what they're doing, and what mm. the church is doing. And what the church is doing. So, 
we I asked a question last week when it came out that the school was shut down mm-hmm. on Friday when it said and I reached out to someone in our church and said, Hey, are we doing anything to help with the moms and dads who have to work? You know, what yeah. are we doing? You know, like I right. mean, this is a chance for us to work. Sure. This is a chance for us to and, and there, there's a lot of that going on in our church. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have a pretty good sized church. And there's people who are helping other people and stuff like that, right. which is great. And, and I think naturally our faith will allow us to, to work and help others. Sure. Um, but I see fear in church, and it just drives me crazy. Oh, it it's like a, it's a, it's an, uh, most of the time I can laugh at an oxymoron, but mm-hmm. that one is one that just like. Well, here's, here's the thing. This is what the Lord said about it when I was praying about it. He said, up until now, this is, this is one of the strongholds in the church he's delivering us from. And he's using this to do it. He didn't create this. He didn't cause this. But he's always used everything yeah. for our good. And one of the things that he's using this for is to deliver the church from a stronghold of fear. Mm-hmm. Um, fear not is not a suggestion. Yeah, 365 it's times. <laughs> it's not a, hey, if you want to. Um, it is a command, which means that fear is sin. Yeah. And we have, as a church, generally, overall, from now, from here on, up until now, kind of treated fear and worry and anxiety. Now, side note, I'm not talking about, you know, people who struggle with chemical imbalances in their brains yeah. or, you know, things like that. PTSD don't, don't, is such as that. Yeah, yeah, don't get into condemnation here. But just, you know, normal, healthy people choosing fear and choosing worry, um, you know, we have sort of taken it as it's human nature and it just is what it is and I am not going to be free from this and and I'm just going to you know it I just have to live with this thing and then it just kind of is what it is and as long as I don't go too far down the fear road then it's okay yeah. and what the Lord told me was it's sin like fear is fear is sin fear is choosing to believe your faith or your senses or the environment or media or the devil over God. Yeah. Yeah. And um, whenever all this started, I was like, is he, he asked me, am I God or am I not? Amen. And I was like, well, yeah, you're God. Can I lie? His lies become truth. (laughs) I said, no, you can't lie. He said, okay, well, I've promised a lot of things in the word to you. And if if all those things are true, then none of this can be true. Right. And if I'm not a man that I can lie, then you don't have any reason to fear. Yeah. And it was just like, it was a big moment for me. I, I kind of had like, that wow. same moment in Walmart last Friday. I went to get enough items just for a meal that I was making to go to a, a woman's gathering at her church. And I mean, and a couple other things. And I was like, wow, I know it's Friday, but there sure is a lot of people in this store. It's like Christmas. (laughs) It was crazy. It was worse than Black Black Friday. Friday, sure. And I started panicking because I didn't have my list ready to do the grocery shopping because I was going to do it on Saturday. Mm -hmm. And I saw how everything was, you know, deplenishing. Like everything, everything in the canned goods were Mm -hmm. gone. Meat Mm -hmm. was disappearing. I'm like, Mm -hmm. oh my gosh, I better get an extra this and I better get an extra that before they buy it all. And I was kind of panicking and I I had built myself into this, you know, big ball of anxiety. And I was leaving and I remembered that I forgot milk, which I actually needed. We drank all Mm -hmm. the milk. So I went to go get one and, you know, I had gone out from like the paper products so I was on that aisle between the women's clothing and, you know, the not food items, the paper products and stuff like that. And I got to the point where it was like the women's lingerie and the kid and the baby stuff. And it was empty, totally empty, mm. so peaceful and quiet. And I felt like, oh, that's weird. It's like nobody's there in the whole store. That was the emptiest mm-hmm. place. But in that emptiness, I found like a peace. And it was like God said, I've never let you down yet. I've brought you through so many things worse than the coronavirus. Mm-hmm. A daughter with a hole in her heart that mm-hmm. had to have surgery. Mm-hmm. Kids that had staph infection that had attacked their system. Mm-hmm. I mean, so God has brought us through all of those things. And he said to me, I'm going to b- get you through this. You guys are not going to starve to death. Mm-hmm. 
there's going to be food somewhere and what food what your normal food supplies are might have to change you might have to change what you eat however I'm not going to let you down and in that I was able to like just breathe that sigh of relief and and it felt like I could fear the fear leaving me yeah and you know I touch kids on a daily basis I have five I'm a substitute teacher Mm -hmm. and I also help with children's church at church so I have a big you know um following of children who always love to hug and you I'm not turning a kid's hug down yeah they need those hugs <laughs> see you just so, bless God's heart right there yes and I you know God uses those hugs to help me too Amen. and so the one thing I told God I would not give up is if somebody tried to hug me kid or grown-up because I hug ladies a lot mm-hmm. I'm hugging Amen. I'm high-fiving I'm fist Amen. bumping because God has me, and I know how to wash my hands. Yeah. yeah. And um, so it. Some people think it's selfish because maybe I'm transferring it to somebody else, but um, they have to choose whether they're going to hug me or not. So yeah. Well, and let's just talk about that for a little bit. There's this whole fear that you're going to transmit this thing mm-hmm. unknowingly. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, you can be asymptomatic and pass it on. Right. Um, in science, the way this works is for something to be contagious, you have to read a, reach a certain viral load. Yeah, so you have to have a certain number number of those viral particles before you can be contagious. And when your viral load hits high enough that you become contagious, you also become symptomatic. Yes. So um, the, the chances of asymptomatic transmission are so, 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 With so With a virus low. like this. I mean, yes, <clears throat> yes, so any, yes. any flu by the time it is in you to the point where you can transmit it, I'm going to reiterate what you're saying. At any point when you're in it to where you can give it to somebody else, you are simultaneously experiencing the symptoms. symptoms. Yeah. Unlike, like you mentioned earlier with the measles. Right. That's a different ball of wax. Different ball of wax because right. you can catch that from the environment. You don't even have to come in contact with somebody. Yeah. But this but is, Even then, you can't transmit it until you start feeling the symptoms, correct? Right. Even then, the viral load has to get high enough in you for See, you to start coughing. Why didn't they and teach us that things? in school? I've never heard that in my life. But yeah. it makes so much sense. Yeah, right. Yeah. I'm sorry. I just no, had, you're good. I just wanted to reiterate that because yeah. I know that right there is what people are going to need to hear on the, on the idea that just because I shake hands with somebody with coronavirus and I immediately shake your hand doesn't mean, as long yes. as my hands aren't wet and stuff, right. is, you know, that doesn't mean that you're going to necessarily get it off the bat. You exactly. Know? Unless, again, they sneeze and touch, hand touch, then face touch and all that stuff. So. Right. Right. Yeah. Some of the things I've seen is like um, there's a bunch of awesome lunch ladies and teachers um, at these schools that are preparing these meals for kids. Isn't that beautiful? And uh, they're wearing gloves. They always wear gloves handling food, people. Right, right. And um, they wear aprons and and they protect hairnets. They protect the food from their body. Yeah, exactly. And um, these people who are coming to work to do this that aren't sick. These schools love our kids. They're not going to let somebody hacking all over the food. I love it. Yeah. So there's these people giving up their time to do this for our kids. And there's two free meals. You know, it's going to be three days a week. Now, they're touching things, but they have gloved, you know, they have the gloves on their hands. They yeah. know better than to wipe their face and then put the, it on their food because right. this is their jobs. Right. Then they hand it off to somebody who's going to take the container or the bag and bring it to their car and bring it home but you cannot have a fear that those germs are transferred to those any more than in the store yeah i mean the items the packages you know if it's going to be spread that way then it could be spread that you know through that so what Mm -hmm. are you going to do grow your own garden kill your own cow exactly what are you going to do what are you going to use to keep the bugs off of it right (laughs) right right i mean this is this is where we're at this is what god is saying you have a choice you can you can continue on you can continue to interact with the environment and continue to speak love and be there and hug people and mm-hmm. just be the hands and feet and have peace and and do the right thing or you can let fear control you and fear is not rational this is one of the things yeah. we have to remember fear is not rational it will drive you into the woods killing your own cows digging your own garden and you'll still have fear about yeah. Oh well, 
what if I don't grow enough food or what right. if this or what if that yeah. you know uh, or somebody comes and takes it there's no such thing as a healthy amount of fear no there is a healthy amount of wisdom yeah. there's a healthy amount of fear of the Lord there's a healthy amount of some other things but fear is irrational and it is it is a virus of its own and it will start in a low level and it will spread and it'll overtake and it'll grow and grow and grow and grow and it won't there's not really an end to that you know and so he's just telling you right now am i your god or am i not here's my thing this is what i always tell people you're not scared no why because i already died <laughs> I, I if i've been born again i died already i was born again now yeah. so i may shake this tent off but I will not die. Right. Yeah. And for alive, I've yeah. been born again. I know I'm going to heaven. So all your this is what Paul talks about. If I die, you just send me to glory faster. Yeah. Yeah. That's all you're doing. This is the we the church, the church in America hasn't had persecution. They haven't been really up against much. We really haven't had to think about these kind of things. But now is the time to really just decide: Are you going to like live for God? Or are you going to be worried about dying? Yeah, and so. I, years ago in the conversation of fear, I don't remember how it happened. It was something that, that when we were still living in North Carolina, so it's been, you know, 2011 or 10, 11 when we moved here, so before that. But the conversation of fear came up, and, and I really started digging around through its uh, – I'm sure the train hasn't gone by yet. I'm just sitting here <laughs> waiting on it. Uh, I, I'm just thinking about the fear and and what it is that um, – that, What's his root? What's what's the mm -hmm. cause of it? Obviously, we know the root of it's the devil. So mm -hmm. in his in his in his weapon, but and fear can all be traced back to, in my opinion, and what the Lord was showing me. I should say, in His opinion, what He showed me, is that all fear traces back to a fear of death mm -hmm. and a fear of uncertainty of eternity. Yeah. If you can have your eternity locked in mm -hmm. and res reserved, you know, right? Uh, then my eternity and I love I cannot remember who did it somebody recently said it that I'm already in my eternity I've I've switched I made the switch to saying that my eternity doesn't start when I die mm -hmm. my eternity has already started amen it's just that the first part of my eternity is, is in this body and on this planet that's the truth of the word right there and it this was, whole sweet by and by one day when I die it's not in the gospel at yeah. all it's not that's not what it is. And and something and we can and we'll spend forever in this, but the I, I don't want to cross the Jordan because I don't want to wander around in the wilderness. I want to, you know, the Bible said that they were supposed to go in at Kadesh Barnea and take and possess yes. the land, yes. and through fear, yep, they sent the spies. They when they came to Moses and said, "Hey, we want to send people over there," Moses should have said, "No." Yeah. We're going we're right going. now. You know, we're we're going. God said, "Let's go, let's go." Yeah. But He used the fear. Twelve went. Uh, Ten come back said no. Two said yes. Those two that said yes were the only two that ever made it back in. Oh there. yeah. And everybody younger than them was dead. Yep. Or older than them had died before they made it in there. So they had to wander around for forty years and then go through the back door. Right. You know, and then had to go through the stuff they went through. And 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 uh, I I think that it's important for us to. To not be in fear, yeah, and desperate actually means holiness, by the way, yeah, and it's to to step into what God has for us and do his be about his business, you know, be about yep. our Father's business, and if a church wants to say, hey, we're not having church because of this, you know, especially I, I mean, a, a church that's full of old people, mm -hmm. and they say, hey, we're not going to have service, I'm not, I'm not opposed to that. That makes sense, but you don't try to say it's because you're not afraid. Yeah, don't that's, that's don't my use, thing. don't use. That's my thing. I'm not. A, we're not afraid. We're being cautious. That government edict was most people's way out mm -hmm. of having to confess that they yeah. were afraid. Yeah. So here's the thing: most pastors had already decided in their heart that this is what they were going to do, and the edict just gave them like a yeah. a freebie. Yeah. You know, and, and I'm, I, you know, it is what it is. But just come out and say it. Yeah. Here's the, here. Well, they're uh, never going to do that. Brass tacks. <laughs> I I have more faith that this virus can kill me than I have in Jesus. Right. Just say it. That's what it yeah. is. I'm more afraid of coronavirus than I am of somebody going to hell because they haven't heard the gospel. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Let's just talk. Let's call it what it is. I'm so. I'm, I'm just tired of the this placate nicety sugarcoating things. 
you know it, it, it is what it is you are more afraid of a virus than you are of you know somebody hearing the gospel yeah or um you're more afraid of dying than you are of you know and and you're right all fear people aren't afraid of this virus what they're afraid of is that this virus is going to kill them mm-hmm. yeah the, the fear of and death. they're not afraid of death because they're afraid of eternity they don't right. know the answer to they don't eternity. know right right yeah because if you're if your eternity is really settled in your mind then death is just is nothing it's, it's not, welcomed you yeah. know this 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 virus is called coronavirus corona means crown and it has taken authority over the world. Right. It has put itself as the king of this world. And I'm here to tell you that Jesus is king. Yes. Yep. Jesus is Lord. And he said to take every thought captive under the kingship that, that, that he has. And so we are to take fear captive. And we are to say, nope, Jesus is Lord today. Well, you know, there's old people. So, you right. know, we, we don't know this. We, we, we don't realize this. But we've been unknowingly, we've been speaking death and curses over all of our elderly people saying oh well this virus has the right to take you yeah no it doesn't have the right to kill anybody Mm -hmm. and it and we're we're gonna stand up in faith and say coronavirus can't have my family it can't have my town it Mm -hmm. can't have my state it can't have any people in the nursing home i don't care if you i don't care if you're 90 years old and you have pre-existing conditions you're not allowed to die right yeah we have that authority and we can stand in that and we can do that and we can step out and say these things but instead we're all in agreement yeah that if you're over 50 or 60 and you have a preconditioned condition then you know sorry for you <laughs> and let's just hashtag social let's just distancing. start let's just start digging your tomb yeah yeah when i walked yesterday i walked around our block um while the kids played and jonathan was doing something in the house and um I found myself praying for not my family um, because I pray for them daily, you know, already. That's a common. But I found, like, I never pray for the people next door. And I never, I mean, I do sometimes, but not Mm -hmm. on a regular basis. Mm -hmm. What about these people down the street as I'm walking by their house? So I just started praying for the neighborhood. But then I was like, wait, let's not limit your protection, God. Mm -hmm. You know, you wiping out this virus amongst us to them mm-hmm. let's let's do the whole town of Jordan, our whole parish our whole state our yeah. whole country and so and then what i felt like is like i don't have a fear that it's going to overtake us mm-hmm. you know because um i know that he's not going to let it overtake us that way that's not how the world ends exactly he's this, already told us how the world right. ends. i've read the book we know how it is <laughs> yeah. this isn't how it so ends. this isn't it so yeah. i'm not going to worry about that. god said this thing's going to go as fast as it can this is what god said mm-hmm just literally in the matter of the next couple of weeks is just going to be like yeah that i actually just... had a dream where um in my dream i woke up turned on the tv to the news which i hate doing some t- yeah. nowadays and i didn't see and all i could see across everything was that it mysteriously disappeared and nobody could figure out why yep. and what was i screaming at the television it's god it's god he did <laughs> it god he did it yeah and I, because that's what I feel like. He's just going to turn He's, it off. He said it's going to go as fast as it came. Mm-hmm. And, um, well, and then the world gets to say, oh, well, it's because we did the social distancing. Yeah, sure. But, okay. But let God, but let God work because there's the people that know and they're going to spread it around and they're going to say it. And that's just going to be a little spark yep. in somebody else's heart. Yeah. Hopefully. Years, yeah. years ago, we were in a, in a service and this lady came into the front. This is in Georgia. And and they were going to they were going to cast the demon out of her, mm-hmm. right? Oh yeah. And which I'm all about. The Bible says let's do it. Yeah, um, let's do it. But <clears throat> I was still kind of new, mm-hmm. and so I had a question. Mm-hmm. And I asked the question afterwards. Well, you know, why do we send all the kids and the unsaved people out of the sanctuary, hmm. right? And because if you've ever been, if anybody listening to this ever been around that, if you haven't, just listen. Because <laughs> people will turn me off right then, but even though that's what the Bible says, but I asked why are we sending the children and and the unsaved, unsaved people yeah. out of the sanctuary? You know, because they'll say that if yeah. you've ever been around, if you're not saved or if you're a kid, get out of here. And and it was a it was a half hearted legitimate question because I thought may I wanted to make sure that what I knew was was correct yeah, what sure. they were saying, and and the rule and what it was is that when if you cast the demon out. It'll go to somebody else, right? Okay, because potentially. Of, potentially. 
To which I ask the question, if I have faith to cast a demon out, why can't I keep it out of the people in the sanctuary? Exactly. And, and, uh, and, and that was a Sunday morning too. And I think, I don't remember where we went to eat, but we went to eat afterwards. And, uh, there's this overwhelming, like, thought came to my mind and I prayed for our food and I prayed for the food for then and for all the food for the rest of my life and all the food that our kids which we only had two yeah all the food that my kids eat for the rest of our life yeah. their life I'm like why are we wasting time <laughs> can the faith today keep us protected in 10 years I mean Many you're stretching years. you're stretching it there because you have to wait till to see what's going to happen no, no it's not the way it works stretch. the is blood you, from 2,000 years ago still works today so why can't my faith today work for tomorrow or for 10 years and then or people the people life. always yeah. get freaked out when I sit down to eat and well, a lot of times we don't even pray mm -hmm. we'll just go to a restaurant and sit down and eat mm -hmm. and I've had people say why don't y'all pray like, oh I, I prayed one time about what 10 years ago and so we're good you know yeah. like well and, honestly we pray usually when somebody else is praying like if they yeah. say let's pray for our food yeah oh yeah sometimes yeah. i forget and i start chowing down and they're like we haven't prayed and i'm like it's okay god knows that <laughs> i appreciate this food because i tell him daily yeah, yeah. Right. it's right. a thanksgiving you know it's well a, you have to be careful not to just let um things that we do just routinely because they're right turn into religious strongholds yeah. at mm -hmm. the same time too you know um like because if you eat that broccoli before you've asked a blessing on it yeah, it's not gonna something's kill you. gonna happen. Yeah. Something real bad. But that's what they're worried Cheetos. about. I know. That's what they're right. worried about. They're not worried about giving see, thanks for their that's, food. That's one of the things that hmm, Holy Spirit's been talking to me a lot about too. Mm -hmm. Is we we use in Jesus' name like it's abracadabra. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, so yes. which is better to eat a piece of broccoli that's not prayed over? Or to eat a donut when you ask for it to nourish our bodies and for the name, of, you know, which is which is Dear better Lord, for us, you know, like yeah, me. turn the sugar into in the love and mercy, you know, yeah, like, you know right. that, and but anyway, it kind of gets back to the whole um, issue of fear, issue of of, yeah. of are are we afraid of things or because the media tells us to be afraid of it. exactly, um, and, and the answer is yes, yeah, the, the, they are a driving machine. Mm -hmm. that is is and I, I heard this preacher one time i won't say his name because people hate him so much he said he i mean that's real too uh mm -hmm. he said that in the in the 40s when television was or 40s and 50s when television first came out mm -hmm. that well okay back it up the radio when radio first came out it was at first was all church mm -hmm. and then the world got a hold of it too yeah. and then the church said well, we can't be a part of this because the world's a part of this. And so when the radio or when television came out, it was like the church said, that's part of the world, so we don't want any part of it. But what it was was an opportunity to spread the gospel, spread the message of, the, of God and of Christ and to the people in a new way, yeah. in an awesome way. But then it, it, it took till the 60s before church said hey wait 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 we've lost all this time and then it was even in the 60s when they jumped back in the radio right and then that's why that's why a lot of the uh, christian stations are on the lower spectrum of numbers than right. in the 89 and 90s because th nobody nobody wanted those low numbers for their you know they wanted to be 104.2 you know right. or three is always odd numbers but anyway um and that's why they're down there most of the time. Occasionally, you'll see one in the 104s and stuff like that, and it's always kind of like, "Well, that's way up there," you know. Yeah. Like, um, but the media has a a stronghold. They have yeah. a or a stranglehold really on on what it is that can get put out, and they don't allow uh, things that that they don't like. Mm -hmm. There's certain I, I have I have put in for this podcast to be uploaded. Yeah. on a particular platform three times and it's been rejected all three times yeah. is it because of the podcast i don't know maybe i'm not doing something right so mm. i don't know Probably but ever i mean i'm on itunes and i'm on spotify and i'm on iheart and i know I'm i on get like, put in facebook stuff. jail a lot so i've never been, i need to push i'm not doing hard working hard enough i've never been put in facebook jail uh <laughs> my cousin gets put in facebook jail all the time I don't even know he's gone. He's like, I'm back. I'm like, where you been? Facebook jail, you know. Yeah. Like, so. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so I, I, 
uh, I mean, we're right at almost an hour, 50 minutes now. So I just wanted to, to, to come in here and, and talk about that. One, yeah. to get kind of an explanation of what we're dealing with. Right. Two, you, then you hit it right on the head when you said, or God gave it to you to hit it on the head, when this is a fear virus, not a flu virus. Exactly. Realistically, we have to go back to the only weapon that we have, and we really only have one. Mm-hmm. And it's, that's all we need. Yeah. And that's Jesus. And yeah. that's the, the death, burial, and resurrection and the finished, complete work of Christ. Amen. It's going to give us all, it give, not, it's going to give us authority. It has already given us authority. Exactly. If Isaiah can say by his stripes we, we were, were healed, Amen. if Isaiah in the before can use the past tense, us in the past tense, yeah. why are we not saying could be? Yeah, you know? right. We, it's, man, it's, it's the blessings of God are so great. It was uh, uh, Psalms 103, I believe, where it says, you know, to, to forget, forget not the benefits of God. Yeah. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget yes. not his benefits. Forget Man, not his benefits. What greater benefit is there than, than to have the peace of God, the trust of God, the love of God, and have it not only coming in us, but also coming out of us. Yeah. So absolutely. that we can just walk in faith and, hey, if I got to go to Walmart to get something, I'm not, I'm not going to worry about the coronavirus. I mean, I'm just going to worry that I see something that I can't get out of my mind because. There's some crazy people walking around Walmart at 10 o'clock yeah. at night. Yeah. <laughs> so I just don't want that we burning can't go my at head. 10 o'clock at night. Yeah. Now, so. Well, one yeah, of the yeah, things you said too down. is that it's called a news feed for a reason. And you need to be careful what you're feeding Ooh. your soul with. That's, yeah. that's good. Um, and so I've been going through Facebook just like snoozing things left yeah. and right. Snooze, unfollow, snooze, unfollow because he's like, you can't. You can't feed fe- your soul all this fear all day long and expect to stand in faith. It's just going to eventually start to eat at you. You are what you eat. And if your news feed is nothing but fear and doubt and, you know, the end of the world and zero faith anywhere, then, you know, it'll start to shake you sooner or later. Yeah. But there's some people that I have on there still that every time, everything they post is negative. And the only reason they're on there is because I hope that I can say something one day that'll reach them. Yeah. But I'm to the point now where I'm thinking the same thing. Well, you see, just there's said. the unfollow button, yeah. which means that they can see you, but, but you, you don't have see to see them. <laughs> you have to go to their page to see. Yeah, hey, do it, that. And here's a little funny. I was at Walmart today getting groceries, and there was a lady with gloves on. I was like, okay. And um, it was funny because she wiped her face with the gloved hand, and I was like, oh. <laughs> I was more grossed out about her wiping her face with that glove. I just thought it was funny because. Everything she's not touching on her hand, she just wiped into her <laughs> yeah her uh, saliva and her you know like the wet glands you know. Have you seen it. the video where there's like a press conference outside on the sidewalk and yes, the lady and she talks licks about her finger to yeah, the face. don't touch your hands, your mouth, your face, and then she touches her finger to her mouth to get traction to flip the page. And I almost I was like the guy that posted it is not a type of guy that would post stuff like man mm-hmm. what's he posting this press conference for. And when her tongue and her finger came together, I just cracked up laughing. Yeah. And it was just, it was like, it was fantastic. So, But I do want to take a moment to say God has seen those of us who have chosen faith over fear. And God has seen those who have chosen love. You're little wanting to hug all the babies anyway. Mm-hmm. It's just, I can see him just like melting over that. Um, there's been local pastors that have said, you know what? I don't care what this edict says. It's unconstitutional. We're having church. Mm-hmm. Um um, I, I, I won't name names because I don't know how this is going to go. But anyway, one of the churches in town, the pastor built a scaffold and he just put the sound system and the band outside yeah. and preached to everybody in their cars. And they used the FM transmitter. That way yeah. everybody can sit in their car in case it's raining. Uh, yeah. So, you know, that that is an example of of just asking God, okay, what do you want me to do? How do I face this? Where do we go from here? But just saying, oh, well an ungodly man made an edict to not have church then we're just going to follow that instead of just being like okay he just he he pushed through and was like you know what my people need to be fed how are we going to do this how are we going to make it work out the school says we're shut down okay well my babies miss me and i miss them and they're hungry so uh, you know what are we going to do to make this work well we're going to pack sack lunches and let people come pick them up um god sees that he's so blessed by that and um, he, he told me on Sunday, everybody who's choosing faith instead of fear in this time can expect a massive upgrade in the next, like, 
little bit. Actually, he said around Passover. Like, massive upgrade. three weeks. Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> massive upgrade because he he's seen that we just have been faithful when so many people have just just given up everything and just been like, you know. I've heard people be like, I don't even know if I believe in God anymore, mm. you know, from this thing. Um, so... But then, do you look back, you know, I don't, we're 42, 41. Mm-hmm. I don't know where you fall on that. Uh, <laughs> I remember back in the 80s, uh, there was a grocery, or uh, was a restaurant called Hardee's in our town. Mm-hmm. And there was a rumor running around elementary school that the floor was covered in AIDS. <laughs> to not go into Hardee's because the floor, if you touch the floor, then you'll bring AIDS in your car and that, yeah. you know, and, and as a kid, you're like, cause it's just hitting television and people are starting to die from this disease. And, and then you look back at the numbers of AIDS that died and you're like, we talk, I mean, it was not, it's not a joke. You know? Right. Sure. We talked about it way more Oh yeah. than in, in perspective yeah. of a disease, you know, yeah. I don't know the numbers in, in the United States for worldwide after a lot of people died, but yeah. the, it, it's in, you, you look back now and you, I saw some list the other day of all the diseases and all the fears since 2000 and I'd forgotten about half of them. Oh yeah. Uh, swine flu, forgot about that. Bird yep. flu, forgot about that one. Yep. Um, H1N1, I had to be reminded of that one the other day yep. and and uh, and I, I, I don't know that MERS. SARS I don't know yeah. that coronavirus will be as easy to forget it will be because well and the reason being is because of all the impact that it had outside of just to talk about it and we school shut down and all that kind of stuff yeah I, I, and you know poor seniors this year who have gone through 13 years of school and they were good now they're missing prom yeah I know and uh, I, I, I mean you're like well it's just prom well, it's just fear. You know, y'all are, y'all are killing. A, I mean, yeah, probably what happens at prom shouldn't happen anyway. But <laughs> it, it's, it's the idea of you, you allowing. It's the enemy robbing. And my sister is a trainer at Louisiana Tech for the baseball team. Mm-hmm. And all those seniors who have worked so hard mm-hmm. and don't mm-hmm. even get to play their season, mm-hmm. you know, and over what? A fear tactic? But. Over maybe. If but. you see it from the world perspective, it makes sense. Yeah, but I, we don't you know what I told a senior the other day is, yeah, those memories are taken away, but you get to make better memories, different yeah. memories, and God has much more than right now. Yeah. So don't let that upset you and get you down and depressed. Just know that God has promises for you, and the ultimate memory is when you get to be up in heaven right. in his presence. And right now, if we let if we let the this discouragement affect us, we're just, you know what I mean, like, Maybe you're not afraid of the coronavirus, but then you're worried because your prom is gone or whatever. You know, make be- make different memories. Right. Use it to be use it for good, and don't let it. Bring well, the you word down. is clear: the devil has to pay back seven times everything he's stolen, and that's what he's doing right now. He's robbing so many people of their peace or or their memories or what this could have happened or that could have happened. People's birthday parties and mm-hmm. all these things yeah. are Weddings. all getting weddings all getting just robbed from people out of out of this fear and when this blows over and when god speaks and has his way he's gonna have to pay back seven times what he stole um now you're not gonna get married seven times but but in louisiana you can you can't get married eight times in louisiana (laughs) they won't give you a marriage license for the eighth time that's that's crazy there's a limit i just can't handle that but anyway sorry (laughs) But, you know, God will restore the joy or whatever, you know. Um, yeah, that's funny. But um, but we have to stand up in our authority and say, little Lucy, you can't keep wreaking havoc here. You're not allowed. Yeah. You know. Um, <laughs> I play, I, I, people may think I'm crazy and may lose patience or whatever, but when this whole thing started, I got oil and anointed my door yeah. frames and my windows and I prayed the blood of Jesus over this clinic that mm-hmm. that nothing I, I pray kind of all the time for this clinic but um, that you know no pestilence would come in here yeah. you know and that um, we would be able he would give us wisdom to do what we needed to do how we needed to do it but um, you know in all this prayer he's never said 
you know, shut it down, you know, take all your money out of the bank, start yeah. hoarding canned goods. Yeah. God's never said that. He's always just laughed and said, this is like nothing. It's going to, it's really going to go away as fast as it came. And in, in a few months, people are going to be like, Corona who? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, it's kind of like it's a lot of my cousin or one of my cousins and a lot of my friends have probably spent in the last 15 years, like $10,000 in ammo and guns. And and there's a part of me that says, hey, you know, we need to be like, but then I only have two guns, and they're both relics from my grand, one from each yeah. grandfather, yeah. and which they mean the world to me because it was a 16 gauge and a 12 gauge or 20 gauge, and they were both ordered out of Sears and Roebuck catalog, which is kind of cool. Yeah, that's cool. And uh, but they work, and and I just don't have bullets for them, and because you don't shoot them, I don't really. Yeah. It's not not a big deal. I just so want to keep them. So, yeah. It? So why, why be in fear over it? Yeah. And and. Plus, I mean, ten thousand dollars over years of buying ammo. Like, my lord, that's just let's just let's invest in something else, you know. And so the crowd came to Jesus to throw him off a cliff, and he walked through them. <laughs> yeah, love that. He literally walked through them. They were like, "Where'd he go?" <laughs> you know, like he walked on water. So either God is real and He's a powerful and He's alive and He's supernatural, and we are His sons and daughters made in His image. With the same authority he has. These are all things you can find in the Bible. Mm -hmm. If you don't have, if you have a problem with what I'm saying, just open up up. your word Mm because it's in there. Yeah. Um, And we either are the firstborn. He was the firstborn of many brethren, which means we're his little brothers and sisters, made just like him to do what he did. That's either true or it's not. Yeah. And um, if that's true, then there's not a gun that can kill you. There's not weapons that can kill you. One of the one of the preachers that I follow a lot got shot at point blank range in the middle of a gun deal and God doom, 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 unloaded a clip at him from like five feet away not not anything and God said I took those bullets for you are you going to live for me yet you know mm-hmm. um, there, he's either going to take care of you or he's not he's going to protect you or he's not you know he's either going to provide for you or not he is who he says he is or he's not yeah. and you know um, people are like, oh, well, if that's the case, then why is all this happening? Why is that all that happening? Blah, 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 blah. Because God doesn't respond to fear. He responds to faith. Yeah. yeah. You have to, just the same way Jesus died for everybody, but not everybody goes to heaven. You have to do your part, and you mm-hmm. have to accept and receive and open up. And and our faith in the super, our part in the supernatural is to say we believe that God is who he says he is. Yeah. And, and say, okay, well, you can shoot me, but I won't die. Yeah. <laughs> or whatever that looks yeah. like. Well, it's one thirty. Okay. So I, I know you got to get back to work. So I didn't mean for it to last this long. I told her we, it'll go quick. It's, it's amazing. So if you don't mind, would you close us out in prayer? Yes. So thank you, Father, so much for this time, for these people. I thank you for blessing every single person who's listening right now. And um, we come together in unity And we bind up and we cast out fear. We say that it has no place. Every person who can hear the sound of my voice is being delivered from fear right now in Jesus' name. It has no place. It has no authority. And I thank you, Father, for the angels surrounding them and filling them with peace and with wisdom and with with your voice and with what you say is going to happen. And I thank you that... um, we are over and, and not under, and we are above and not beneath, and we are the head and not the tail. We are blessed coming in, and we are blessed going out. And um, we thank you that for this podcast, that it's going to prosper and grow. And we just thank you for this time of fellowship, and that we are going to continue to grow in our faith and stand and, and be unshakable when the world continues to shake. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you, Christina. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, I got to get you on here eventually. At least I talked a bit. Yeah. You did. You did great. Thank you for listening.